Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And uh, before we bring in our next guest, John, uh, it's somebody's birthday. Let's let's uh, play a little bit of it. Anchors away because it is the Navy's birthday today. Uh, 248 years and looking good for 248. Um, and also, us also today, cousin Brucey's uh, birthday. Yes. By the way, I am so glad. And who I'm sure. By the way, he loves anchors away. He's such a patriotic guy, John. I'm so glad you gave a shout out to to uh, uh, all the great naval men and women. And Cousin Brucey, it's fitting that they share a day. You're right, John. And joining us now is KT McFarland, the former Deputy National Security Advisor. And KT, before we get to the, obviously, a pivotal role that the Navy's going to be playing in this effort in Israel, you have family, right? Your daughter and son-in-law are Navy, right? My daughter and son-in-law are the class of 2008 at the Naval Academy. My daughter is a lieutenant commander. In the Navy Reserve, she's a surface warfare officer. She is currently serving in the Florida State Legislature, but she, indeed, she is a Naval Reservist. Bravo, bravo. You know, uh, let's talk about just how big of an effort this is, KT. Obviously, you know the stakes so high. You're a former Deputy National Security Advisor there under President Trump. Uh, the world, it seems like, is on fire, people on edge. And we have, of course, the USS Gerald Ford's in theater. It's right there now. Uh, the USS Eisenhower has just left a few hours ago. What kind of role will the Navy, could the U.S., obviously, that major aircraft carrier, and now another one en route, what could they play? They are there for several reasons. The first and most obvious one is to tell everybody in the region America has a stake in this and to, as a deterrent to Iran, to Hezbollah, to anybody who wants to cause trouble in the region, don't you do it. We've got Israel's back, and you may have to mess with us if you try to mess with Israel. The second thing is that there will now be um, one of the things that Israel's going to need. Israel's never asked the United States to come fight for it. They've always said, look, give us what we need, intelligence, military equipment, aid, and we'll fight for ourselves. We will defend Israel by ourselves, for ourselves. We don't need you. So we're not there to join the fight as much as to back the fight. And the final thing, I think, potentially, is if we have to evacuate a lot of Americans from the region and they can't fly out because it's too dangerous to fly out, aircraft to fly in and out. I mean, American Airlines, I believe, has shut down a lot of the air flight, the traffic that was going in and out of Tel Aviv Airport. So maybe the American aircraft is uh, aircraft carriers are there in case they have to evacuate and uh, john you've got a question for kt mcfarland well the biden administration has been wrong about a lot of stuff and uh, <laughs> uh jake sullivan has been wrong about almost everything uh but uh, the biden administration has now told israel to slow down on the invasion uh in uh, uh in the gaza what say you Yeah, this is what I was worried about all the time, John, is that with the initial horror of what has happened in Israel in the last, we've seen the pictures in the last several days, that President Biden came out and said, we've got your back, Israel, we're going to help you, this is horrible violence, we condemn it. This, what's going to now start happening is as Israel goes into Gaza and cleans out and destroys not just the weapons and depots, but the senior leadership of Hamas, 
the political and military leadership of Hamas, there will be significant civilian casualties. And the worry that is that world public opinion changes and says, wait a minute, Hamas, we're not thinking about those stories of a week ago. We're now going to be thinking about the civilian casualties we're seeing. We're going to start blaming Israel. And so if Israel is abandoned by the United States, or as you said, President Biden is saying, well, go slow, don't do this, don't do that, then Israel is going to have to make a big choice. Do they just go in and do what they have to do? Or are they going to somehow, you know, hold their fire? Are they going to let Hamas continue to exist and continue to do what they've just done? Somebody just uh, texted me from Israel and said, well, the Israelis, after uh, President Biden's speech, uh, are supporting Biden. And I said, you know what I said to them? I said they have no other choice. He is the president and he is calling the shots. And the aircraft carrier wouldn't be there unless President Biden says be there. So they're in a uh, they are in a mess. Totally. And they and President Biden has done a good job so far of saying he's going to help Israel. He's going to give Israel intelligence. He's going to back up Israel with weapon systems as they deplete theirs, as they go into Gaza. But the question becomes, how long is he going to do this? Because this is not over in a week. This is not over in two weeks. And if Hezbollah joins the front fight where they're attacking Israel from the north, then the war gets even bigger. My worry is that if, if somehow Israel feels abandoned, either by the United States or by Europe, that Israel then says, you know, I've got nothing left to lose. We've got to go in and, and kill off all of Hamas, and we might as well go look at Iran's nuclear sites while we're at it. All right, KT McFarland, Judge Weinberg has a, a quick question for you. Well, welcome back, uh, KT. I'll tell you, you what, I'll tell you what concerns me. You have Qatar is protecting the senior leadership of Hamas. Hamas is calling for a worldwide jihad, which is a war against Western civilization, and anybody who disagrees with them. Why can't we just go in and get them out? Why is Qatar protecting them? Why aren't they war criminals who should be surrendered to the international courts? You know, you've gotten a really good point, because the senior leadership of Hamas, they're not in Gaza City waiting for the onslaught. They're living like kings in, in Qatar. And they're being protected by the Qatar government. And we are kind of going along with it. If we, we've got, it's going to come to the top point where people in the Middle East are going to have to choose. And are they going to choose Iran as the dominant country in the region? Iran, which sponsors terrorism with Hezbollah, Hamas, which threatens all of the countries in the region, Saudi Arabia, the Gulf Arab states. Or are they going to say, you know, we are going to finally admit what it is. Iran, wealthy Iran, thanks to the United States and thanks to high oil prices, Iran is promoting terrorism throughout the region, and it's just got to be stopped. Either Iran stops these guys, stops supporting these guys, or we go in and take out the bad guys. All right, KT McFarland, uh, spot on. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And thank you again uh, to your daughter and son-in-law on uh, Navy's birthday, too, KT. Thank you. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.